sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. A Friday in hour number two of the morning after live right here on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, that is Sports Grid. It is a Friday, and I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here in hour number two. At this time of the summer, it's Major League Baseball, baby. And it's a huge slate of MLB all around the bigs on this Friday the final weekend series before we get to the all-star break that begins at the conclusion of play on Sunday night I mean great great games all up and down the slate for Major League Baseball on this Friday and into your weekend so the next three segments dedicated to MLB Craig Mish Shane Loison Aram Layton here to preview everything right ahead of the all-star break but a huge night tonight in the association out in Las Vegas, the debut of Victor Wembanyama in NBA Summer League action. The San Antonio Spurs get ready to take on the Charlotte Hornets. In fact, it's a matchup of the two top picks in June's 2023 NBA draft. Wemby versus Brandon Miller. Right now, the San Antonio Spurs booked as a six-and-a-half-point favorite in the game spread for tonight against Charlotte, the total at 184 and a half. In fact, there are points props kind of now available for both of those top two picks in the 2023 NBA draft. For Victor Wembanyama to score 20 or more points, it's plus 122. For Brandon Miller to accomplish the same 20 or more, it's plus 220. It is the debut. Victor Wembanyama now in the NBA. A big night in Las Vegas. More than 17,000 fans expected inside the arena in Sin City. To see the debut of Wemby, what might be one of his only few games in this NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. But all of this excitement, all of the atmosphere, all of the eyeballs comes with a slightly weird story out of Las Vegas. Victor Wembanyama arrived in Vegas on Wednesday. He was walking to dinner on Wednesday night in a casino in Las Vegas where reportedly Britney Spears, yes, Britney Spears, the famed pop star, tapped him on the shoulder, causing his security team to strike Britney Spears as she claims in the face. She was just trying to get the attention of Wemby, but the security detail for Wembanyama taking exception to that. So much so that Britney Spears has filed a police report against Victor Wembanyama's security guard that did strike here. Wemby was asked about this following Spurs Summer League practice yesterday. He detailed the story in a way that somebody who was unbeknownst to him grabbed him around the waist trying to get his attention, causing his security team to push that individual to the side. It wasn't until a few hours later that Wembanyama found out it was Britney Spears. Spears denied that account that Wembanyama shared yesterday after practice, saying that she only tapped Wembanyama on the shoulder, trying to get his attention to take a photo, and the security team of Wembanyama struck her across the face, knocking her glasses off her face. Again, there will be a lot of legalese that come with this story, but an interesting detail that is added to the atmosphere surrounding Victor Wembanyama's NBA Summer League debut tonight for San Antonio against the Charlotte 
Hornets. And number two overall pick, Brandon Miller. It's interesting when you look at the NBA Rookie of the Year odds as well. We've seen some movement in this market since the night of the 2023 NBA draft. Back to those prices in just a moment. But first, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of a Friday on the morning after. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. The debut tonight in NBA Summer League action for the generational talent, one of the most highly touted prospects in the last two and a half decades and probably the most attention we have paid on summer league in quite some time victor Wembanyama makes his debut tonight for the spurs against the charlotte hornets and number two overall pick brandon miller so as we look at the nba rookie of the year odds victor Wembanyama is only a minus 135 favorite yes already an odds on favorite before he has even dribbled a basketball in a spurs uniform let alone in a regular season game or summer league but leading up to the draft and the week leading up to it when Banyama was a minus 230 odds on favorite the expectation was if he played next year he was going to win rookie of the year on draft night though the odds changing just a bit down to minus 160 now it's only a minus 135 number just something to pay attention to scoot henderson for portland has the second best price at plus 330 speaking of the blazers the latest in the Damian Lillard saga, still yet to be traded, but his agent is calling around prospective NBA franchises that might be hoping to acquire Lillard and pretty much saying, as Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN is reporting, don't telling organizations outside of Miami that trading for Lillard is trading for an unhappy player, reinforcing that idea that Dame has only one preferred destination, and it is Miami. Maybe it's just a matter of time. Speaking of Portland, yesterday the Blazers matching restricted free agent Matisse Thibel's three-year contract offer sheet from the Dallas Mavericks, meaning the sheet was signed and Thibel will be back in Portland this upcoming year. A three-year, $33 million offer sheet offered by the Dallas, but Portland has matched. And again, Thibel, a restricted free agent. Now, from Portland to Atlanta, DeJounte Murray signing an extension yesterday with the Hawks, a big deal. In fact, the veteran maximum at four years, $120 million for that vet max extension. His first year in Atlanta for DeJounte was last year. He averaged 20 and a half points per game, six times and five assists, or five rebounds, rather. Excuse me on that one. Hour number two continues up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On this Friday around Major League Baseball, live on the morning after on SportsGrid. And what a Friday it is from a daily basis perspective. A marquee slate up and down the board in the final series around the bigs before the Major League Baseball All-Star break. Welcome back to this Friday here on the morning after. I am Ben Stevens. The daily basis continues with Craig Mish. Craig, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on this Friday. One final set, Craig, before the All-Star break. What are you most looking forward to all weekend long in MLB? Yeah, I, I think that we've gotten to the point where I, I think we realize that there's going to be at least two-thirds of the team still feeling like they're in it at the trade deadline coming up here in a few weeks. So 
you know, the dynamic of this is hard to predict, Ben. I, I don't know if this is going to be a very active trade deadline. I don't know if it's going to be an inactive one just because so many teams are trying to accomplish the same thing. And there's like everyone yeah. fishing in this very small pond at the moment of teams that are out of it. So I'm very curious to see what's going to happen as soon as the All-Star break is over. You know, I, f I feel a little sad. I'm not going to the All-Star game this year. It's in Seattle. I went last year with my family to Los Angeles. We had a fantastic time. But I'm going to stay back uh, in South Florida this time around. So be uh, watching the games this weekend and you know watching the draft on sunday too for me i, I know i know the draft yeah. doesn't have the same popularity that does in the nba and in the nfl it's not close but yeah i think baseball has pushed this thing to the point where you're starting to at least see some recognition with it so uh you know paul Skeens is, is is a name i think maybe some people are familiar with he pitched so well for lsu this year we'll see where he ends up going Certainly, there should be some notoriety following what LSU did in the Men's College World Series, a national championship where right now the number one pick is probably either Paul Skeens, who pitched for the Bayou Bengals and did a little bit of everything, or Dylan Cruz, the Golden right. Spikes winner for the Bayou Bengals this past year as well. Craig, before we get to the draft, the focus on this Friday, a matchup in Tampa Bay between the two teams with the two best records in all of MLB. It is Atlanta visiting Tampa Bay. The Braves have that best mark now, 30 games above 500. The Rays on a slight skid. They have lost five consecutive games, but still the second best record in all of the bigs, 57 and 33. Tyler Glass now versus Charlie Morton. The Rays booked as a slight home favorite so Craig as we look at this game does it look as good to you on paper as it will be on the baseball diamond yeah I think this is going to be a very competitive series you know I, I wouldn't look at Tampa Bay's losing streak as anything all that outlandish or significant Ben the Phillies are playing great baseball right now they went to Tampa or St. Petersburg I should say and just smacked around the Rays for three days. Uh, Phillies are doing, it looks like the Phillies are doing exactly what they did a year ago, which is struggle in April, fire their manager in May, and then all of a sudden take off in June and July. And it really feels like that with yeah. the Phillies. With Tampa Bay, remember, they won so many games in April that anything that happens to them at this point gets a little magnified. To me, the Braves are still the best team in baseball. So I would expect a very competitive series. And by the way, odds yeah. for all three games, I would expect like you just saw, Minus 110, minus 120, minus 130. I think it'll be a very competitive series this weekend. The Braves have won 18 of their last 20 games. Right now, Tampa has lost 11 of their last 17. Craig, the conversation we've had the last couple of weeks has been, who is the best team in the bigs between these two that held the best records? Now I think Atlanta has that upper hand advantage. But I'll ask it like this. Are these still the two best teams in all of Major League Baseball? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's fair to say at this point, I, I think that the Dodgers in the end, regardless of what you see with their regular season record, I think they'll be formidable. You know, the Astros are now down Altuve and Jordan Alvarez, in addition to some injuries like Luis Garcia out for the year and some others. So you'll get a better picture, Ben, after the break, what these teams decide to do. Uh, but as of right now, I think those would be the four teams for me, Tampa Bay, yeah. Atlanta, and, uh, you know, of course, the Dodgers will still be in it and the Astros. And, and you know, I, I still, regardless of, of what is said, and I know they lost a few games in a row, but Baltimore, to me, is the sleeping giant. I still think the Orioles, if they get hot with those bats yeah. in, in, the, uh, in the postseason, I think they may get shut down by L.A. or Atlanta, but 
I think they can run through the American League. I think they could do it. The O's, the second best record in the American League, the third best in all of MLB, taking the final two games of their four-game series against the New York Yankees inside Yankee Stadium, where the Yankees remain as they host the Chicago Cubs. Craig, a matchup of maybe the two most historic franchises in all of the sport, and a big one today in the Bronx for Yankees fans. Carlos Rodon makes his debut in pinstripes, New York booked as a big home favorite. The first outing this year for Rodon as a member of the New York Yankees, Craig Mish. What will we see up in the Bronx? My guess is five innings and 90 to 100 pitches. So while they say it's the Rodon game, it's probably after the fifth inning not going to be the Rodon game. And look, we really have no idea how he's going to fare. I think the more compelling story from this and this weekend, again, Ben, back to the narrative here, is the Chicago Cubs. What is the Cubs' plan going to be in two weeks from now? They've had these streaky – they've had a streaky season, too. They win a bunch. They lose a bunch. The Cubs probably have to get close or back to 500 to still feel like they're in it. And they have players like Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger that are both going to be free agents at the end of the season or at least have options to become free agents. And, and Ben, that fan base, man, that that's hard to sell year after year of selling these days with the Cubs and the amount of financial flexibility that that team has and the money that they make. So I, I think the Cubs got to take two out of three from the Yankees this weekend. And I think that they got to at least play well above 500 ball to stay in this thing. Uh, you know, they're, they're friends at the bottom of the Cardinals. I think they're done. Cubs got to stay alive to stay in this. Right now, the Cubbies six games below 500, eight games back of the top spot in the National League Central. We'll look at that division in a huge weekend set in the Central in just a moment. But another return to Major League Baseball today for Alec Manoa, who was 1-7 this year with a 6-3-6 ERA before being sent down by Toronto. The year following, Craig, when he was an all-star in the American League for the Blue Jays just a season ago he makes his return to major league baseball today in detroit against the tigers the blue jays booked as the favorites on the road do you anticipate this a better outing for alec manoa craig hard to say ben you know this is not even something where you can look at several triple a appearances to think that he has turned it around at the moment it's basically on the backfields of complex leagues uh, you see the high total there between these two teams. I mean, Detroit has a hard time scoring runs, but their pitcher today, I believe Fayetto's ERA is around five. So it's a stay away from me, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from uh, Manoa. But if, look, if the Blue Jays are going to get in the postseason and they're going to make a run in July, they got to have him good. And so I guess that's why he's back. By the way, Detroit uh, put a nine spot up yesterday on Oakland. So maybe Detroit's team total could be interesting today. It certainly could, facing a pitcher who is 1-7 this year with a 6-3-6 ERA. All right, now to the National League Central, a matchup this weekend between the two top teams in the division. The Reds now 10 games above 500, riding a five-game win streak. They have a two-game lead over the Brewers in the Central at this moment. They face off in Milwaukee this weekend. Craig, might we see that divisional lead change this weekend between the Brewers and the Reds? I think the Brewers are going to play well against the Reds this week. It seems like I feel like they're about to go off. Uh, I would start backing the Brewers at this point. Christian Yelich is hitting better. Corbin Burns, of course, they have. They'll get Woodruff back. Uh, I, I think the Brewers are about to make a statement here. That's no indictment on the Reds, but the Reds have been playing just so far above expectations. 
Right now, five straight wins for Cincinnati. Again, a two-game lead in the National League Central. 30 seconds left, Craig Mish. A robust Friday in Major League Baseball. Take us through the DFS slate. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to go to the top for the pitching. I did not like the low-end options. So Zach Gallen for me, over 10000 against Pittsburgh. I think mm -hmm. you got to pay that price. And uh, I, I saw some swings from Nolan Arenado the last couple days that tell me he's getting ready to go off too. I know it's a tough matchup against Dylan Cease, but I got Arenado tonight. That is the DFS slate. The daily basis from Craig Mish. We'll see you on Newswire at 11 a.m. More TMA next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A huge Friday slate in Major League Baseball, the final weekend before the All-Star break around the bigs. Thank you for joining us here on this Friday on the morning after on SportsGrid. I'm Ben Stevens. We welcome on Shane Loison live right here on this Friday on TMA to go all around the bigs with an eye on AI to see what the model is telling us about today in MLB. Shane, is the model as excited as you are, as I am for this Friday in Major League Baseball? Man, I'll just tell you through the commercial. My computer is ready to blow up running the numbers for today. The, the matchups are incredible. If you're a big baseball fan, even a casual baseball fan, it's a great time to, to check in, see some of the star players going against each other. Good time to get excited before a home run derby, all-star game, and definitely set the tone yeah. for the second half of the season here. Just three days out from that all-star break in Seattle. Monday is the home run derby. Tuesday, the Midsummer Classic. And then a few days off from this MLB campaign in 2023. In the first half of the season, Shane, the two best teams with the two best records, the Atlanta Braves and the Tampa Bay Rays. Now the Braves hold that best mark in the bigs, 58-28. and 28. They take that best record to Tampa today to face off against the Rays, who have the second best mark in Major League Baseball, 57 and 33 so the two best teams arguably in the sport with undoubtedly the two best records Shane does the AI model agree this is best versus best it does and that's why we're just giving the slightest of leans with 51 percent they're coming in with the Braves um here's the thing with the Braves and Rays like you said they're probably the two best teams you can look at the numbers and, and make any story you want with these teams right you want to make a case for the Braves no problem you want to make a case for the Rays no problem Today, for me, it's just going to come down to the starting pitchers, right? You got Morton on the mound for the Braves. Morton's not the most exciting guy. I feel like he really gets overlooked with Schrader and a couple other guys, but he is consistent as could be. You know what he's bringing to the table. The man has a 3.06 away ERA. They've won the last three outings that he's started. On the flip side, with Glassnow, Glassnow probably has the more exciting name, right? Maybe the better stuff. People are getting more excited about him. But right now, he's not getting it done. He has a 5.03 ERA at home. He's really struggling with lefties. Lefties are hitting 300. They're slugging over 650. We know what uh, the Braves could run out with lefties, right? You got Albies, you got Olsen, you got Rosario, you got Harris. Those are guys just getting up. I mean, not to mention all the great right-handed hitters, but just to set the table for those guys, don't expect a whole lot of runs in this game. But if, if you could go get four or five the way Morton's pitching, I would uh, I would really like the Braves to run with it. And uh, the Rays have dropped two out of three starts that glassnow has been out there. He hasn't been going very deep into the game, so... I definitely yeah. think the Braves could squeak out a you know, 5-4 win here. 
Eight and a half is that total. Tyler Glass now in the seven starts he has made since returning from injury this year for Tampa. A 2-2 record, a 4-5-0 ERA. Now we move our attention to the National League Central. The two best records in that division facing off this weekend in Milwaukee. It's the Brewers trailing the Reds. Cincinnati holds a two-game advantage for that top spot in this division. What does the model say, Shane, about the importance of this weekend series between the Brewers and the Reds? Super important series, right? They're going to be playing now and then right out of the All-Star break, they're going to be playing another three-game series. Um, today, the Brewers get to set the tone with Burns on the mound, and the model absolutely loves them. Uh, we got them actually hitting around a 60% win clip here. So when you're only paying about minus 124 on the line for a team that we got projected at 60%, that's significant. It's hard to tell, right, because you got Abbott on the mound. He's a young guy. He's been unhittable. We don't know much about him. What we do know about him is he's left-handed and he throws fastballs, all right? The Brewers got a couple guys, Yelich, Contreras, uh, Monasterio, Weimer. They all smoked fastball. They all smoke lefties. So you got a couple guys at the top of the order who – Abbott's never really been in any trouble, right? You come out and Yelich leads off with a double, Contreras knocks him in, all of a sudden he's backpedaling, he's not, you know, he's not used to where this has been, put a little pressure on him. And then that's where I think where the veteran presence of Burns on the mound is going to come through. Uh, the last three times that he's faced Cincinnati, he's only allowed eight hits. Uh, two, two out of three of those games have went under. The only game that went over during that stretch, the Brewers put up 10 runs themselves. Um, last time out against them, 6.1 innings, two hits allowed. Obviously, the Reds are a scary team. I think they're a lot more scary against left-handed pitchers. But I really, like we said in the beginning, the Brewers need this game. They're turning to their best pitcher. I think they're going to be playing this like a playoff game. They're going to go all in, try to get this win, set the tone for the rest of the season. Corbin Burns on the bump for the Brew Crew in Milwaukee, booked as a slight home money line favorite, minus 126. Another divisional duel between two really good clubs today in Philadelphia. It's the Phillies and the Marlins. Miami entered yesterday winning three consecutive games. If it wasn't for the Braves, the Phillies would be the hottest team in all of the bigs. They are 22-7 and since June 2nd, the game in Miami. My apologies there, but still a really good divisional duel today between Philadelphia and Miami. Shane, what's the approach according to the model? So once again, we're going to be in one of these uh, situations where I'm going to say why I love the model, right? And why I love the model is it would be hard for me ever to go against Alcantara, even though I know he's not doing well. The thought of seeing how great he's been for so long, it sways me to always want to go with him. Not going to be the case here. We're going to be on the Phillies. Alcantara has not been getting it done. He's hovering around a five ERA. Uh, last time out against this Phillies team, he only made it four innings, let 10 hits up, nine runs, smacking the ball around the park. You got Turner, Bohm, Harper all slugging over 500 against them. Castellanos is hitting around 340. They're getting on base. They're hitting for some power. And what we're seeing with uh, the Marlins is the exact opposite thing against Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler's another guy like we touched on Morton earlier. He's very consistent. A 4.05 home ERA, a four ERA on the road. You know what you get with him. Uh, he's faced this Marlins team plenty of times. They can hit for a little bit of average on him. There's been no power. So to think that they're going to go up there and just single him to death, I don't see that being realistic. He's faced this Miami team one time this year. He went six innings. He only allowed three hits and one run. So I'm looking for something similar to that again today. The Phillies had a rough one yesterday. I'm sure they're going to be happy to go play this Marlins team, get after Alcantara while you have a chance to hit them. Definitely something you always want to take advantage of.
The Phillies have won 12 consecutive road games as well, entering this weekend series in South Florida. Sandy Alcantara has been unable to back up good starts this year. He is 3-7 with a 4-9-3 ERA, the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner. Now, Shane, the theme for this series in San Diego to end out the first half of the season was going to be disappointment between the Padres and the Mets, two teams with sky-high expectations and optimism entering 2023. But the Mets have won five straight. The Padres have won three straight. They face off against one another in Southern California today. What does the model say about the breakdown of this matchup between the Mets and the Padres? Ben, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and let us get excited about the Mets again. We were talking about it last week. The model is, was always loving the Mets. They were letting us down. I'm relieved to say today we definitely like the Padres. Another thing, like I just touched on, this is why I love the model, right? It's Verlander on the mound. We hear the name Verlander, we think he's going to win. He's going to strike out 12 people. That's not been the case. 5.67 away ERA this year. His fastball is being slugged at 475, and his curveball is being slugged at 500. If you've watched Verlander throughout his career, you know that that's not the case, right? Like, people don't hit him that hard, but they have been hitting him that hard. Uh, his last seven outings, the team has dropped five of those. So it's not even a thing where, like, you know, sometimes when your best pitcher's on the mound, the team just kind of steps up and builds the morale. I think they're feeling it, too. I think it's actually putting more pressure on them. Uh, and then with the Padres, we're going to have Darvish on the mound, who got a 2.6 home ERA. Guy has always been great at home. Uh, he had a rough outing against the Mets the only time he faced them this year, but he did catch them twice last year. Uh, he won both those games, and in 14 innings, he only allowed one run. Uh, the other thing that I really like here for Darvish is he's seen this Mets team a lot of times. Nimmo's hitting 154, Lindor's hitting 250, uh, Alonzo's hitting 188. You know I'm big into if you shut down the top of the order, the rest are going to follow in suit. So definitely looking for the Padres to get it done. We got them around a 58% win probability, which is pretty decent. You can take the 405 from San Diego all the way up to Los Angeles. Those are freeways in Southern California. It's the freeway series tonight between the Angels and the Dodgers, this time inside Dodger Stadium. It's the five, really, from Anaheim to downtown L.A. I'm done with my Los Angeles freeways and geography. All right, here we go, Shane. The Dodgers and the Angels. The Catman gets the start, Tony Gonsolin, for the Dodgers this evening. And L.A. booked as a pretty big home money line favorite so what does the model Shane make of the freeway series this weekend between the Halos and the Dodgers they are all over the Dodgers today we're actually going to go to the point that we're going to take the Dodgers on the one and a half run line uh you know what's going on with the Angels they're a little bit banged up not that they're playing terrible ball but they're just kind of seems like when they start to get rolling things fall apart Trout's hurt Otani's banged up um you got Caning on the mound he's not awful but they have dropped two of his last three starts uh, not a huge sample size either, but he has seen a couple of these Dodgers hitters. Uh, Mookie slugging 667 off him. JD's hitting 500. Uh, Will Smith slugging over 1,000 versus him. The Dodgers have faced the Angels twice this year. They won both those games. And like you said, we got Gonsolin on the other side. He hasn't been his best right now, the unhittable stuff we've seen before. But still, it, it kind of he gets himself into trouble. It's not really the other team that's hurting him, right? The opponents are only hitting 190 versus him this season. And like we touched yeah. on with this last game, with no trout, you really are going to be relying more on the Renfro's and Wards of the world, right? They haven't got it done against Goslin. Otani and Ward both are one for six. Renfro's 0 for four. Mustakis is 0 for four. Seems like a good confidence game for Goslin to get back on that right track. I expect them to cover the one and a half with no problems. Shane, is the model already diving into the home run derby on Monday night in Seattle? Do we have any numbers there yet? 
we're not there yet, but you better believe that we will be. I'll be happy to tweet out what we come up with. But, yeah, we're definitely working behind the scenes on that, too. Shane Loison never stops. Even with the All-Star break just three days away in Major League Baseball, Shane has got you set. Shane, we appreciate your time here on this Friday. A tremendous Friday night slate all around Major League Baseball. We appreciate the breakdown. You illustrating the points of what the model has to say. We appreciate it a ton, Shane. Always a pleasure to talk some ball with you, Ben. Have a great weekend, my friend. More around Major League Baseball with Arm Layton up next. Arm and the Just Baseball Media guys heading out to the Pacific Northwest for that all-star game and the break. We'll talk to Arm up next here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A big league breakdown from Arm Late. Over these next 14 minutes to set up the stage for this Friday night in Major League Baseball in the final weekend, the final series before the All-Star break begins on Monday. Speaking of the All-Star break in Seattle, Washington, we only have 14 minutes with Arm because he's got to get on a plane here pretty soon, flying out to the Pacific Northwest for all of the All-Star festi uh, festivities that we have in store next week. And that starts, Arm, really with the 2023 MLB Draft on Sunday night as well. Thank you for joining us here. Before the flight out to Seattle, we sincerely appreciate the time. Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm always happy to, to talk about this. And, and these are some of my favorite topics. We're talking draft, we're talking some prospects, and we're talking about All-Star Week and a full slate. We still got games. I think that's the other thing, too, that they run the games up right to the buzzer here. So it's always fun. We got a nice action-packed week here and weekend. Three more days until that Major League Baseball All-Star break and more key matchups all around the slate this weekend, really all around MLB. And our first focus, of course, is on the trop. The two best records in baseball. The Braves now have the best mark. The Rays, the second best record in all of MLB. Tampa plays host to Atlanta. The Rays booked as a slight home favorite. It's Tyler Glass now against Charlie Morton for the opener of this three-game set on a Friday night at Tropicana Field. Um, overall, from this weekend series, between the two best records in all of the sport, what do you hope to learn? Sorry, just got lost you for a sec. Am I back? <laughs> I believe you are back. <laughs> Thank you. you. Well, so, no Rays, Braves. Sorry about that. Um, this is going to be a battle of heavyweights here. It really is. I. This is a game we talked about specifically on the podcast, and we're giving our predictions, and I'm like, I have no idea what I think is going to happen. But I think why I lost you is I went to pull, pull up stats real quick and accidentally used the window that's open. For that point, Glass now has been throwing really well. And I feel like if there's one guy that can slow this Braves offense down, it's the guy that really is unhittable when he's clicking on all cylinders. So I'm looking at Glass now as a guy that if he's if he's on, I mean, this is an opportunity for him at home to kind of keep this Braves offense at bay. But it seems like nobody can right now. If there's one guy that can, it's Glass now. Morton, yeah. that this is a tough matchup for him. I, I really think it's going to be a tough matchup for him. So I'm going to go with the, the I, I think it's going to be a fun match. It's going to be a good battle of the heavyweights. 
The Rays on a slide right now. They've dropped five straight games, 11 of their last 17. Atlanta, anything but on a slide. In fact, a streak. They have won 18 of their last 20. So, Arm, over the last couple of weeks, as these two were jockeying for position for Major League Baseball's best record, the question was, well, who was the best team then in MLB? Now it seems as though the Braves have that honor. Is Atlanta on a tier of its own across Major League Baseball? Yeah, right now, yes. I think it's it's very clear. I mean, it's at the point now offensively. They're on a stretch right now where I can't remember a team that has you know, been as dominant as they have been offensively. And it doesn't really matter who they run into. If it's an average pitcher, they, they demolish you. If it's a good pitcher, they demolish you. If it's a rookie who is... I, on, on a historic pace, like Yuri Perez with the Marlins, they demolish you. You don't even get out of the first inning. Then Perez bounces back against the Cardinals. He's been playing poorly, but the offense has been good. He lights out. So how good this card, or excuse me, this Braves offense is, the pitching has been holding up, and they don't even have Max Fried right now. Like They don't even have yeah. all of their guys. Strider's just now kind of getting rolling again. They're not even clicking on all cylinders on the pitching side. They're going to get stronger. They're going to get better. They are in their own tier. I absolutely think that. The Braves are the favorites currently to win the World Series. It's a plus 360 price for Atlanta. The two best records in all of Major League Baseball. The two shortest prices to win a World Series. The Rays only follow the Braves with a plus 430 number. The second best price to win this year's World Series. So, Arm, as you look at the list of the 10 best prices to win a World Series in the 2023 Major League Baseball season, what do you believe has been the biggest development of the first half of this year? Ooh, that is a great question. I think there's a there's a few different areas. I would say the number one is the Phillies because this was a team that that went to the World Series and by development, I guess I would say roller coaster. There's just been so many different developments within this Phillies team. It's been going into the year. Oh, they're going to get back there. They were in the World Series and they ran it back with Trey Turner now um, and now a fully healthy Bryce Harper for the back half. And then they struggled. And then now they look like one of the hottest teams in baseball, but they're still kind of priced like that team that was struggling. I think that's one of the most fascinating storylines here is the Phillies because they've been there, done that. They've got one of the most aggressive general managers in Major League Baseball and Dave Dombrowski, and they're not even clicking on all cylinders offensively. They've only got three hitters above an 800 OPS going into yesterday. Bryce Harper barely above it. And, you know, this is a team that's going to get better. The pitching's been fine. They're going to they're going to go make some moves. At plus 2,700 for last year's you know, pennant winners, I think this is a good yeah. time to get in because I think it's going to move soon. A team following the trajectory they really displayed last year, getting hot throughout the summer, continuing that into October, all the way to a World Series against those Houston Astros and a National League pennant to boot, of course. Philadelphia on the road today in Miami. Zach Wheeler on the bump against Sandy Alcantara. The Phil's booked as a road favorite. They are 22-7 and since June 2nd. We go now to Los Angeles, where it's the Dodgers and the Angels, the freeway series at the Ravine inside Dodgers. Stadium tonight. LA, that being the Dodgers in this case, booked as a large favorite. Arm, it's been a difficult slate here for the Halos. Of course, the injuries starting to pile up. Mike Trout out for the foreseeable future. Anthony Rendon leaving a game earlier this week, and Shohei Otani pulled from his start earlier this week as well. He's in the lineup offensively. We're not sure about his future on the bump. And really, this was the conversation, Arm, as we got to this point of the Major League Baseball season. Would the Halos be in it? Would it be enough to keep Shohei Otani 
in Anaheim. So as we get ready for this freeway series, the final couple of games before the All-Star break, Aram, where is your concern level over the Angels at this point? extremely high of course i mean it's it's not even just the stars too it's brandon drury who's playing was playing good ball he hit the il on june 29th uh you, you have Gio Urshela, who's out. Like, all of the complimentary pieces are even banged up. Zach Neto's hurt. And, of course, they lost their young catcher, Logan Ohapi, who they're hoping to get back at the end of the year. They finally put a pretty solid team around their two stars, and all of those guys drop like flies. So it's a really tough spot. But you have Otani playing like one of the best players on the planet at, at the plate, and he can still do that for you. And as long as they have him doing this, they've got a shot. Renfro can swing it. They've got some other guys. But... I think this is a very desperate stretch for them here. You cannot limp into the all-star break because you know that they are pushing all the chips forward. They got to convince Otani to stay. They got to try to hang in this race. They're going to fight with every little bit they can, but you can only do so much with the roster given to you at this point. It's going to be tough for them in LA, but I think they're going to battle pretty hard. They know how important it is to head into this all-star break with at least some momentum. The Angels, the underdog tonight, now just a game above 500. They have lost three straight games entering this series against their crosstown foes in the Dodgers. A big weekend in Milwaukee between the Brewers and the Reds, the two top teams in the National League Central. Since he has won five straight games, they've extended their lead for that top spot in the NL Central to two games over the Brewers. Arm, how important is this weekend series, the final one before the All-Star break, for that race in the National League Central? Oh, this is huge. This is, I love the way this is all lined up, you know, with the, with the way that we're going into the all-star break. And this is as good of a matchup as we're going to find, right? Corbin Burns has not been totally Corbin Burns. And Andrew Abbott has been one of the best young pitchers in the game so far this year. Specifically in this game, I love the Reds, by the way, because the Brewers cannot hit lefties and Abbott has been special. Uh, and, and this is an opportunity for the Reds to, I think as a team, they want to kind of communicate to the front office, communicate to ownership, hey, we know that the future is is kind of the plan here, 2024, 2025, yeah. but we're trying to win right now. Go into the all-star break with, you know, by beating your division foe, separating yourself a little bit more. You can encourage that front office to be a bit more aggressive for the first time in a while. I think the Reds really want to make yeah. a statement here on the road, and they've got a pitching matchup here to start off the series that does really work in their favor. So right now, the odds, despite Cincinnati holding that two-game lead, still back the Brewers. Milwaukee booked as the favorites at plus 110 to win the Central. Cincy not all that far behind, though. Just a 25-cent difference at plus 135. Arm, the odds have been growing closer and closer between these two sides, really, over the last week and a half, two weeks. Let's say Cincinnati does win the weekend set in Milwaukee, takes at least two of three against the Brewers. Do you think the Reds deserve to be booked as the rightful favorites to win the National National League Central it's it sounds crazy but but I think so I, I really do I mean the Brewers are a weird team when it comes to you know how they approach this deadline too. remember what they did last year and how it kind of caused the wheels to fall off they trade Josh Hader the team's not happy about it Devin Williams yeah. made you know no secret about that and and they started a little bit I think the Reds are realistically going to be more aggressive than the Brewers at this deadline and even as such, like this team is looking better and, and they've got reinforcements in AAA uh, from a pitching and hitting perspective. Christian Encarnacion Strand for the Reds has been one of the best hitters in the minor leagues. I don't know if they have as many reinforcements uh, that are kind of waiting in the wings. So I think if they take this series, 
I really like the Reds to win this division, which is which sounds crazy, but they don't have Nick Lodolo. They don't have Hunter Green. Like they're missing guys and they are still performing. And a lot of their young players are continuing to get stronger and more comfortable as the year goes on. Listen, my heartstrings are rooting for Cincinnati. Ellie De La Cruz is one of the most magnificent and exciting players right now in Major League Baseball. Since he is America's team, it feels like yeah. playing in the great American ballpark. I'm rooting for the Reds. I think I might buy into that second best price still with some value at plus 135. It's only a two-game lead. A lot can change, of course, over the second half of this Major League Baseball season. But why not? back the Reds when you have a chance. Now, Arm and his team at Just Baseball Media are probably the best you'll find out there. Their knowledge of prospects across the varieties of sports here in baseball is as good as you will find, second to none, really. So, Arm, as we get ready for the Major League Baseball draft, on Sunday night, the Pittsburgh Pirates are on the clock with the number one overall selection. And in the last 48 hours, we have seen a ton of odds movement for who is the favorite to be that number one overall pick. At this point yesterday, it was LSU's pitcher, Paul Skeens. Then late last night, Dylan Cruz, his teammate with the Bayou Bengals, the Golden Spikes winner in college baseball this past year, jumps to the favored number. Then it was Skeens in the overnight hour. Now it's a guy they both beat in Florida's Wyatt Langford, Langford, excuse me, in the College World Series final. So, Arm, tell us, who do you have slated going first overall on Sunday evening to Pittsburgh? Isn't it crazy? I love how you just highlighted the, the, the line movement. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, I think there's a lot of different things that can that can happen here. Money involved when it comes to the number one overall in the MLB draft. And Dylan Cruz, the longtime favorite, is a Scott Boris client. They're going to hold out for every penny of that full number one slot value. To me, a lot of the smoke screens that are coming out now are, are probably a little bit of the, hey, look, if you are demanding every penny, we'll go pivot to Wyatt Langford or Paul Skeens. We love them. I think it's a lot of posturing right now. Ultimately, the Pirates are heading in a good direction. You don't want to get too cute with this. Dylan Cruz has been the top prospect in this draft for a while. He's safe. He has all-star upside. You can't get you can't get this one wrong by taking Dylan Cruz. I think there's a lot of other good options, but at those odds, that's a no-brainer for me. I'm going with Dylan Cruz. I can't believe his odds have gotten that long at this point, but that's what happens when we get closer to the draft. A lot of smoke screens and a lot of posturing. Arm Layton, safe travels to you and the rest of the Just Baseball media crew to Seattle for all of the festivities in the All-Star break. We appreciate the time. More of the morning after, up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our two hours together here, live on this Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Sports Grid network as well, and that includes the new Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app, now available for download at the Apple App Store. Scan the QR code on your screen. In a matter of moments, you have all of our information, insight, and data to make you a better sports better. That includes some best bets for a robot bus late of Major League Baseball on this Friday. I mean star-studded. I mean marquee. Up and down the board. The Rays and the Braves. The two best records in the bigs facing off against one another in 
Tampa at the Trop. It's Sandy Alcantara and the Fish, who are doing pretty well this year, against the Phillies, the other hottest team in the bigs. Today in Miami, a freeway series in Los Angeles. Two teams that had expectation but have been disappointing, now finding something before the All-Star break between the Padres and the Mets in San Diego. I could go on and on. But in fact, I'm going to go to college football. We are 50 days away from the start of a 2023 college football campaign. And I've been crunching the numbers. So I want to give you some value here in the Big Ten West. Before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it is time for Bye Bye Bye. So you know my passion is college football in certain portions of this country. I'm known as Big Ten Ben. So I was diving through the numbers yesterday looking at strength of schedule in conference play for this upcoming year in 2023 in the Big Ten. Now, out of the Power Five conferences, only two leagues left have divisions. The SEC, the East and the West, and the Big Ten for one final year, the East and the West. So in the Big Ten West... I look at the Iowa Hawkeyes. They have the second best price behind Wisconsin, plus 250 for Kirk Ferentz's crew. Iowa has the easiest schedule by a pretty good margin in conference play in 2023. Cade McNamara is there. Phil Parker is still there. Give me the Hawks at plus 250 to win the Big Ten West. That'll do it for this Friday on the morning after. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.